0: Welcome to the Path 5 Podcast. The Path 5 team is a dedicated group of professionals hailing from diverse backgrounds, all anchored in making the world a safer place. Thanks for joining us while we dive into today's topic. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to this episode of the Path 5 Podcast. This is a good one just like all the others, but this one is, uh, it's not all good, folks, we'll be honest. Uh, We are gonna cover a a bit of a troubling topic today uh, that's based in current events, based on some legislation that we saw come across the US House of Representatives this week. Uh, And that of course is, HR 1808, the uh, modern assault weapons ban. Uh, this is very troubling for the team for uh, a number of reasons. And most of them are, are, are grounded in pure logic uh, and experience. So let's take a quick poll around the team. Um, recently, we, we saw an event uh, on international news in which a government was handing out rifles to their population when they were recently invaded um where where was that
1: uh in uh kamal's world uh words vice president it was hmm. a small country next to russia oh you and ends in crane
0: oh yeah ah. small. Uh, and, and let's take another poll um Could that be us in like 40 years at this rate?
2: Mm, I wouldn't say 40. I'd say 15.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, great, great point though, Bruno, Because yeah, this stuff's moving at a very accelerated rate and it's defying logic.
2: I mean, Um, I think a really good barometer for the rate in which things are moving is current time right now uh nancy's over there putting in stock trades and flying over to taiwan so yeah things are spicing up uh Mm the chinese army dropped a video in wechat that was a pretty interesting show of force i don't know if i passed it on to the team chat yet but i will
0: um yeah please do so it looks like
2: they're they're getting ready to spice it up over there
1: and it's a perfect timing was that poll came out a week two weeks ago where they said one-third of Americans think that there might have to be a revolution again. Perfect timing to uh, get the ban.
0: Let's bump yeah. the spice all the way up. Yeah. What is it? Uh, every,
2: every nation hits a point at 250 years where they either succeed or they crumble. Really,
0: mm-hmm. 247, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, getting, getting down to it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, so... Obviously, this is troubling because there's a lot of common sense case that displays exactly why this is a terrible idea. Um, Just from a protection and defense standpoint alone, and we're talking about from external threats. um, Luckily, there's also a lot of precedent that indicates uh, that these kinds of weapons are essential to uh, internal threat. As well, um, luckily, there's been folks recently, like uh, good old Elijah Dickin, who were in the right place at the right time with the right tools, and he was able to make uh, excellent use of of his carry pistol to engage an assailant, a uh, sick and twisted douchebag from a, a distance that was pretty impressive. Um, so he, we were lucky that he had the, the training that he did apparently from his grandfather, which is pretty interesting uh, because otherwise he wouldn't have had the right tool for the job ultimately. Um, so, so we got lucky there. However, there will be other instances in the future inherently where folks are not so lucky um, as we've seen them in the past. So when an AR platform would be absolute money. Uh, while the police are, you know, laying their outer cordon and uh, stopping any entry and letting people die, as we saw in Texas. So keep that in mind, folks. Keep it in mind. Um, so, what we want to do on this podcast is we want to get into the nitty gritty. Those of you who have been following us for a long time know we don't want to just spit opinion. We want to get into facts. We want to pull verbiage. We want to break it down. We want to apply context. And really see where things are going, uh, according to legal jargon. So I do want to say that this bill, despite having passed the House, still has to go to the Senate. Uh, I believe that they're on a, a six-week recess, which is a uh, code for not doing jack shit while getting paid absorbent amounts of money. Um, or they use that time to go and, and lobby their private interests where they make their real money. Uh, through bribes and other things under the table. So while they're outsourcing their bribes, um, it's going to be interesting to see how the verbiage uh, affects the vote of the Senate. But realistically, right now, the bill will probably die in the Senate, um, even if it doesn't. I'm sure the Supreme Court, as it currently sits, would squash it as well. But that requires a certain process. It takes a lot of time. So... um, This is, this is troubling because just do the sheer number of people that are buying into it and the sheer number of people that are not listening to their constituents and their concerns. So, um, with that being said, guys, regarding everything that's going on at this point, we've never advocated panic buying by any means, but it's not a bad time to, to get out there and source some, uh, spare parts kits for your weapons, especially if you have AR platforms. Um, Those could definitely be in jeopardy in the future. Um, Get your mags while you can. Uh, Really great source for magazines that we have run in in combat all over the damn place from some really great people that have been super supportive of the team and your Second Amendment rights, and that's Mission First Tactical. Um, We got a code with them, it's PATH5. Head on over there, get 20% off there rifle accessories uh, highly recommend their minimalist stock and extreme duty magazine Um, keeping rule number one in mind you got to look damn good while you're out there slinging it head on over to locks Uh, locks and company they're a veteran owned business that actually uh, also promotes your second amendment rights as well as your first amendment rights and they sell some really sweet uh, naturally made pomade accessories for your hair because you got to rock a mean flow you know while you still got it uh if you're looking for other great weapons accessories especially uh, 50-round drum mags things of that nature you want for hog hunting or just to say fuck you uh, head on over to f5 manufacturing and they've got some really good stuff as well so just a shout out to some really really cool organizations within the gun community uh, that are facing a potentially uncertain future right now so Let's support them all we can. Um, Yeti, let's let's go ahead and and walk through some actual verbiage uh, on the bill. Just the introduction piece from Congress. Like, what is this bill all
1: about? This bill, I mean, we we've been here before. Of all all the bills that of you heard of, come to do any kind of assault rifle ban, it's. They're going for the same things, but the one thing I do got to say about this build, they did a better job at trying to define this stuff. But one of the key things that we talked about before this podcast is the deliberate use of using uh, military terms uh, for these assault weapons.
0: Yeah, so other than the fact that all these people in America, probably three quarters of the country, think AR means assault rifle, unaware that it stands for Armalite. Rifle, the company that first designed it with Eugene Stoner. Uh, what other verbiage is used?
1: Oh, My my favorite, you know, coming straight from the website, I'm going to pull this quote. This bill makes it a crime to knowingly import, sell, manufacture, transfer, or possess a semi-automatic assault weapon, and then they put saw, <laughs> or, or large capacity ammunition feeding device, or LCAFD. So now they're they're getting into the acronyms, especially the wow. saw. Now we start thinking about the M249 saw.
0: Yeah, it I makes was, it sound
1: yeah. aggressive. It makes it sound ugly when you hear saw.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, they're just talking they're just semi, semi-automatic assault weapon.
0: Right. So and not squad automatic weapon. Just not squad a, a,
1: automatic weapon. Just well, not d- even automatic at all.
2: <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> all, not
2: even <laughs> slightly automatic. Yeah. <laughs> not, not one bit.
1: You can even, even buy a saw and it's legally and it's still semi-automatic
0: i'm gonna start (laughs) calling my rifles nas non-automatic weapons nas nah dude nah
2: Nah. yeah
0: what's that nah nah officer you don't don't
2: gotta play with
0: that yeah exactly uh large capacity ammunition feeding device that's interesting as opposed to a large capacity um feeding device that is a spoon uh, they they want to to add the ammunition parts.
1: Well, and then yes. even with these large capacity ammunition feeding devices, what I found weird in the bill, and we'll get deeper in this as we continue the podcast. Yeah. Instead of doing the typical ten rounds, they kept saying fifteen rounds or more. So what? Manufacturers yeah. going to be fourteen round mags? Like it, it was weird that they chose that number, and I couldn't weird find any data. 15. 15. Yeah, I couldn't find data that supported because you always hear the ten, the ten, the ten. All right, whatever. And I was like, all right, fifteen, like and I couldn't find anything that why they chose that arbitrary, you know, number. Maybe the oh, what's what's give the gun community five rounds and that's gonna solve everything. Like and I actually,
2: I got a theory. I got a theory about this real quick. I don't want to derail us.
0: Yeah, no, do whatever.
2: <clears throat> the standard issue federal service pistol for a while now has been a Glock oh. twenty two chambered in forty. That comes from the factory with a fifteen round mag. That's the only thing that I know that in my head is like automatic 15 rounds, because they're not looking at Glock 19s, and' going, "Oh yeah, 15 rounds and I know that makes sense." That's a nice, compact package.'re they're, they're looking to the, you know the court security officer or their capital police and going, "Hey, what do you guys hear?" Oh, 15 rounds?" Okay, yeah. That's the only oh, thing wow. that, that pops in my head.
0: Yeah, no, that's interesting, and that's honestly uh, probably a lot more accurate than we'd hope it would be.
2: Yeah, I mean, they have no other knowledge of firearms. These people are absolute idiots when it comes to firearms. I'm not saying they're they're not well read in other aspects of life, but this is not one of them, folks. Like they just, and and you'll hear that time and time again.
1: Right, you 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 brought up a great point with law enforcement, that because then they go into what the pro what you're allowed to have. All right, so you got law enforcement round, you know, 15 round, 40 cal. All right, whatever suits you, you know, whatever suits you. But Mm -hmm. then they say, what firearms are legally owned are manually operated by a bolt, a pump, there's a limit on your tube. Don't worry, we get that's that's in there too. Yeah. Lever action or slide action. Or if it's you know, if you have an antique that's permanently inoperable, um, right. they're separate two separate categories, or a rifle or shotgun specifically identified by make and model.
0: Right. Um, yeah. And,
1: it, which it's like, okay, law enforcement uh, gets these awesome, you know, they can get whatever they want. And then here I am. Oh, let me pull out the bolt action when they're doing a no-knock raid on my house at 3 in the morning. <laughs> and I think someone's robbing. Fine, I'm going to send the 300 wind Magnum. It's going to vibe check your plates and the guy behind you. No
2: yeah. worries. That's what the 45-70 <laughs> <meters laughs> <But> is <I'm> for. <laughs>
1: Clark, right. Clark.
0: But but that just, it exposes that ignorance that Bronio mentioned, and that's going to be a theme throughout this podcast. I don't mean ignorance in a derogatory manner. I mean, like, by definition, according to old Merriam-Webster, like, this is just people that just don't understand what they're talking about. Um, the fact that lever actions are allowable. Uh, I mean, you can, you can get lever actions with uh, vertical foregrips. You can get them with uh picatinny rail systems you can put pec 15s on them you can just completely level somebody or a structure with you know the most commonly found rounds and lever actions right like 30 30s 45 70s like those are devastating rounds those are those just laugh at a 556 five, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and what's the difference there? Capacity? Really? That's, that's it? They really think that that is what ultimately kills people? No, it's not. It's not. And it, it just it exposes their ignorance. So so what other exemptions um, do they have, Yeti? Anything else in there that's, that's interesting?
1: You know, the big things is you no, know, they keep on with the law enforcement. Government, you know, that's all, the three-letter agencies, uh, military, this is all the people there. So this bill also exempts from the prohibition the following, re- respect to a SAW or an LCAFD. You know, I'm going to call that an LCAFD. I don't know. LCAFD.
0: L-caf- yeah, it's not even a good acronym. Come on.
1: So, so exempt is importation, sale, manufacture, transfer, or possession related to certain law enforcement efforts or authorized tests or experiments. The big thing to point out is a certain law enforcement efforts.
0: Uh, The other thing to point out would be the uh, authorized tests or experiments. Who's the authorizing body?
2: I'm experimenting a whole bunch right now. That's (laughs) that's what I'm saying. Sometimes with firearms, but not always. But I'm always experimenting, you know?
0: Yeah.
2: Who's to say? Who's the, they, it's probably they the ATF? But.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. Not in yeah. the bill. Like, who is, the, I'm, ass, I'm assuming Congress, which Congress is supposed to make the laws, which we've learned with the ATF. That's not true. Uh, so, who is this body? We don't know yet. Is it, you know, are they going to spread it out? Like, the military has their own body, FBI has their own body, all the multiple law enforcement have their own body. And we, we start getting into a shit show right there.
0: Yeah, what about uh, what about the private security that protect these assholes uh, that completely insulate them from the need to actually own the weapons that they're trying to ban? Are
1: they going to yeah. uh, deputize uh, them? Are they going to do one of those things for private security? That's yeah, actually
2: like, that's actually been talked about um, extremely yeah. recently. Uh, is deputizing oh. the federal guards so that that way they can get away with uh, with
0: this. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so do they have like the, uh, the whole implication of immunity then? Uh, thing no, I'm Like there's
2: no, and it's there's so and much. It's funny. So that whole certain law enforcement efforts, they kind of break it down, especially when it comes to things like campus PDs. Um, they're very, very tight with their wording and the way that a campus is defined. And it's, They're doing the best that they can to cut out their own little protection unit, Mm -hmm. and then absolutely screw everyone else out.
0: Exactly. Yeah, and I love how these people are taking the time to define campus, but they're not defining what an actual assault weapon is,
1: or or a mass shooting, which changes from three to six people being killed within an arbitrary time frame.
0: Mm -hmm. So some
1: some counties. That's true. Some cities do. Four people killed within a 24-hour period. They could be all separate events. Uh, that's that's weird. Um, it's almost places- like
0: uh, you know, if you die of uh, the flu uh, during, you know, uh, uh, a period uh, uh, of a certain certain virus, all of a sudden, hey, we're going to redefine your death as a as a COVID death.
1: We're not saying we don't trust the science. We're just saying we're questioning.
0: Yeah, we're okay. altering the results. You no, know, we're. You know, I don't want to get
1: Hillary Clinton while we're recording this right now. You know. Well, yeah, we're gonna yeah. get two shots <laughs> <through> back the <of laughs> <life.
0: laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, guys, it, it's literally confirmation bias. Like, just just look it up.
1: Oh, uh, basic statistics. To continue with the. Uh, who else is exempt here? Yeah, yeah. So we also got if it's related to securing nuclear materials, what <laughs>
0: Ah, all right. So uh, Radioactive Boy Scouts, good to go, man.
1: Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah.
2: He's <laughs> locking it down. Yeah, he's, the NRC he's pretty, ain't got nothing on me. He's protecting you know? that shed. So I've got like 642 is, fire
1: is detectors. Isn't the Boy detectors. Scouts consider, considered a layer of the defense in the whole national defense strategy?
0: Ooh. Yep. All right. We're going to. Same
2: thing with civil defense. Let's go. We'll yeah. Civil Air Patrol, let's get it. If if
1: you're part of the defense of America, I
0: think you should be exempt. Let's take that loophole offline, boys. We're going to exploit the shit out of that.
2: (laughs) Oh, but there's uh, a joke in there about the Boy Scouts and exploitation.
1: There is. I'm not on it, but there's a joke.
0: Yeah. 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 Everyone's
1: becoming an Eagle Scout tomorrow.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Whoa. Uh, So the, the part that I really liked about the exemption piece was, uh, Possession by a retired law enforcement officer.
2: As long as they're in good standing when they leave the department, then they are exempt from all of this. Which they
1: are always in good standing regardless of what they do. Precisely.
0: Yeah, yeah. Not to mention the fact that law enforcement hit about 20% of their shots, and now they're old and retired. And a lot of these guys do not leave the force in good health. It's just the nature of the business. Um, You know,
1: something to point out, and this is anecdotal evidence. One of the classes I go to, you know, for, you know, training to make sure I'm up on the drills, learning new stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, The instructor, he trains SWAT across the country. And he says his biggest issue is, he goes, they have Gucci gear. He's like, they can shoot, you know, the SWAT guys can shoot, but they Mm -hmm. are physically inept. He goes, yeah. I have them go on runs and kit, you know, get used to your gear. And they're like, we haven't done this ever. And they're asking to take off their kit. He had mm-hmm. one entire SWAT team, you know, down in the South fail the police officer, the standard police officer PT test. And he's like, All right, I'm leaving. And they told him, Nope, you're teaching the class. We paid for it. You know, we're you're you're teaching it. And he's like, These guys are, they failed your PT test. It's in your regulation that they we we can't do this. And they're like, nope, it's still happening. So, you know, and that's swap. You know, now you go down to your ordinary officer, which yeah, you got the, the guys who are fit, you got the guys who train and shoot, but what? They train they have to call once a year. There was uh another time where you can I need to find the video because it's no, it's not funny, but when you look at it, you're like this fucking idiot. When cops train hand-to-hand combat with their firearm, like doing retention classes. When they finish, they give the handgun back to the instructor that they're fighting with. So they train like that. And one of the incidents, that guy was just, when you go in these adrenaline rush modes, you just fall back to your training. Oh, geez. The officer, the guy, the guy he was wrestling with took his pistol. Officer did the right thing. Got his pistol back, but he reverted on his training and literally handed the pistol back to the guy. Oh, and. They didn't really work out for him after that, you
0: know? Yeah, well, that's, uh, that's a bit of a training scar. <laughs> At, yeah, I don't know. That kind of shit's just ridiculous. Don't be a fucking mindless robot. Um, yeah, those are all good points for sure. Um, so moving forward with the bill verbiage, the other part I really enjoyed was that it says, and I quote, a licensed gun dealer must conduct a background track prior to the sale or transfer of a grandfathered SAW between private parties. This is interesting.
2: This is the first time that we've seen proposed federal legislation for private party background checks of any kind.
0: Right, right, right. Exactly, exactly. Um, That is going to create such a logistical clog in the system. Not to mention, um, it's just more, more taxpayer dollars are actually going to be paying into The logistics behind those background checks it's a lot guys there's a database that gets accessed it gets pulled it gets maintained by the federal government it gets the inputs are from this vast network not to mention you combine this with all the red flag laws and all the other mental assessments and man that's the stuff that people don't think about it's the logistics
2: yeah and uh i think yeah he's going to get into it so i won't steal his thunder on it but we'll we'll come back
1: to the process of a 4473 in a minute. And then what I want to add, as I just pulled up <clears throat> HR 1808, we talked, you know, before the podcast, is if you do this private party transfer, you as the owner of the grandfather weapon can use it as you please. You can leave, lock it up in your house, whatever you do in your house, go to a range. The moment you give it to another, sell it to another private party, you're, that person's not the original owner. Uh, if I'm reading this correctly, the grandfather, the grandfather's semi-automatic assault weapon is, is at all times kept within the premise of the target facility or range, and the transferee is not known to be prohibited from possessing or receiving a grandfather's semi-automatic assault weapon. So if you do do the sale, which there is a background check now required, if you're, you know, if you're following it, uh, now it's known and the FFL has to report it, and then it has to be kept at the range that they shoot at, and then it has to be reported that it's there and locked
2: you can so no, have to check, check on that so if i to have to check on that
0: if that is indeed true uh pretty much every halfway decent range is gonna have to double in size just to provide storage just just to add the sheer amount of safe yeah, and safe that's, room that is going to be required to store all these fucking weapons. And like, that's
1: Section Five background checks for transfers of grandfathered semi-automatic weapons. Nice. Um, paragraph was that T one? You know that that's where you got to get it. We got you know that's that's you know exactly we said Mike. It's the the logistics behind this. Not only the background check, but now you're asking these ranges to do that. What's you usually go to a range of, if you're going to a good range, they have all the bays. You can do whatever you want. They have a small mm-hmm. shack. You know, they keep control. They do stuff. Yeah. Now you're asking them to do this. They're they're trying to shut down these other small ranges where they can't, you know, go and see.
0: No, of course not, man. Like it's just it's absolutely asinine and it's it's ridiculous and I think it just further encapsulates the issue at hand that there's all these fucking idiots in this country who think that these weapons are are for target shooting and hunting. You shoot targets to train, to increase your efficiency, your accuracy, and your comfort level with your firearm.
1: And that's the issue between the new generation coming up in the gun community versus the boomers. And Mm -hmm. the boomers are all about that target shooting, doing Mm -hmm. all that. Where I currently live, I have to shoot at a boomer range. Yeah, Uh, I got in trouble. Uh, I was told I was being unsafe. Because I was pulling from the holster and then engaging my you know target I had out in front of me. The guy came over. You're being unsafe. You're gonna shoot into the concrete. You know, boomer at the range. Uh, one, of the chair person's there, and I was like, "Hey, man, like, how? Like, explain what I'm doing. Like, how it's unsafe. Right. All this. What I'm training to do. And, mm-hmm. and they're they're not about it.
0: Yeah, and that's somebody who's allegedly within our community, right? And so. The-
1: they're the; those are the ones who are support the NRA, do the NRA. Mm-hmm. All those are the guys mm-hmm. all up in the NRA, and oh, they're yeah. more easily uh, susceptible to agreeing with this because they think it's target shooting. They think it's this; it's the the weapons how they should be looked at. Now, this is Yeti's personal opinion. Is no, this is my ability to tell the government no, indirectly. You know, I have this. You know. If you go down you know the wrong path, I, many dictators have done in the before, mm-hmm. this is my my ability to tell you no.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's it's the great equalizer, and it's something that has to be respected and, and you have to be very responsible with. But at the same time, uh, you you have this entire generation of Americans that are raised, born and raised in GWAT where things changed it was different it it wasn't you know sitting there in a in a trench slamming away on an m1 garand like this shit was mobile it was quick it was face to face and it stuck it stuck in the gun community and and this this level of training and just savagery has just increased and i say savagery in a good sense because you have to be a bit of a savage to knowingly run towards gunfire and close with somebody who's doing evil, and and fix that problem. And, and you- that that's lost on a lot of these people who I don't know I don't know if it's innate, if it's nature, if it's nurture, but they clearly don't have it. They don't have the sauce.
1: And we learned in Jiwa what a bunch of citizens at other countries with SKSs, you know, AK-47s and AKMSs that they had since, you know, Russia invaded, what they were able to do to the best military in the world.
0: Oh, yeah. And I also learned uh, what it looks like to have a village that's not really all that armed, getting shaken down every day by the fucking Afghan local police, who are supposed to be the government, who are supposed to be their protectors.
1: Yeah, and guess what? They're probably armed after that when the police came. Like, oh, fuck you.
0: Yeah, of course, and then guess what? You want to know why that country fell so fucking fast? It's because the people were sick of their goddamn government, exploiting them and taking advantage of them, and the Taliban represented something different, and that's why that fucking country fell that fast. Bronia, what you got?
2: All right, just want to clarify T T1 um, on that uh the whole transferring grandfathered semi-automatic weapons or assault weapons, I forgot the assault. Um so it, it's my understanding that this provision is only in there saying that the whatever entity is doing the transferring, whether it's an importer, a licensed manufacturer meaning an O two O seven or a dealer who's just a, a normal FFL, I believe, O two holder. Uh, I always get mixed up with the FFL numbers. They have first taken custody of the grandfathered semi-automatic assault weapon for the purpose of complying with subsection. Upon taking custody of the grandfathered semi-automatic assault assault weapon, the licensee shall comply with all requirements of this chapter as if the licensee were transferring the grandfathered semi-automatic assault weapon. Jesus. From the licensee's inventory to the unlicensed transferee. So that basically means that... So... This, this is the way that they're kind of quote-unquote getting away with it. Um, and by getting away with it, I mean, right now, Midas, if I were to, if we were in the same state, or even if we weren't in the same state, if I want to sell you a long gun, yeah, there is no issue with me selling a long gun across state lines.
0: Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: What this says is that 90 days after it's enacted, the licensed person, right? Importer, manufacturer, dealer Mm -hmm. has to take custody of it and treat it as if they were having it in their inventory and then selling it to a quote unquote, unlicensed transferee. So that, that means that, This is the provision that makes, that forces these dealers to do a 4473, to do a NICS background
1: check, to write it all
2: down in their little book. Mm -hmm. It's horribly, well, it's not horribly worded. It's worded in in the way that makes it work for federal law. But Mm -hmm. this is, and and I was actually interested, I haven't read this far. I was interested in how they were doing that because like I had said earlier, there was no, there has never been uh, a way of forcing background checks on a federal level. Right, and that's it, that's what they're doing.
1: My bad, boys. My bad. If
2: you're
0: listening to this,
2: I had to read through it like six times to get that. So,
0: yeah, well, and that's the point, right? That's like what it takes. This, but it's, this exactly. is legal verbiage that can put people behind bars for life, and it's, it's fucking confusing. Deliberately it's
2: vague, yes, it is deliberately vague. It is deliberately, you gotta refer back to text on the other side of the document and then go back mm-hmm. to the other side of the document. And this is, right. and I'm not saying that legal text is easy to read. I'm not saying that full laws and bills are easy to read. I'm
0: sure not. Right.
2: But this one's probably about four pages of bills and then 115 pages of, oh, this is banned. This is banned. This is banned. But if you want a Remington 1120 gauge deer gun, that's on the not banned. Not that not that that deer gun would even meet their definition of a "quote unquote" saw, yeah. But they they put it there and they specifically said, "Oh, that's not bad,"
0: right? Right. So sorry,
2: I, I didn't mean to derail. Let's go back
1: to talking about no, no, it's, it's, how it's good changed. I'd rather have the correct verbiage being put out than the wrong verbiage.
0: Yes. Oh. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Well, fuck.
1: But, but way did they write this shit, man? But no, you you did good there because you brought us back to the bill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What we yeah. want to point out next is for your uh, your magazines, the so large capacity, whatever the the fucking acronym,
0: yeah, uh, yeah, your falafel device. Or... Yeah. If
1: after if this got passed,
0: it must display a serial number. That is oh, wow. Wow. So, so, so what? do I just get to count my uh, magazines and that's my serial number? Like, what the fuck so is that? Your, your grandmother ones funny. are good to go. Yeah, your, your grandfather's grandfather ones are fine. Here. But new ones need to be
2: serialized.
1: Your I don't fourteen
2: rounds. I don't think they understand how many mags are in circulation. Uh, I don't think they understand companies like Palmetto State, who before all this uh, <laughs> very bad virus stuff happened, yeah. they were it was a joke in the gun community that they were called packing peanuts. Because mm-hmm. you would buy a lower from them for like or you'd buy a lower and a complete, you know,
0: Absolutely. yeah. You get right. a lower
2: a thousand rounds and then you'd get, you know, 15 mags and the 15 right. mags would be free. Like mm-hmm. it was a joke that they use them as padding. Like there's so many magazines. I had a buddy yeah. come over to my house and drop off 30 magazines. He was like, ah, I don't need these ones. I'm switching. Oh yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. All right.
0: Yeah. I'm not even going to comment how many I've collected over the years it's oh
2: it's just there's there's so many and you know again i won't harp on this too much but 3d printings put all of this kind of legislation out of place
0: oh yeah 100 percent, as it should so and and that that leads me to my next point guys and before i make it i do want to make something really clear so this team we try to stay in tune with all these developments and we we talk about them a lot um and at the end of the day, you just, you gotta be able to control whatever you can. And the only way you can do that is by understanding legislation then making your own decision as to what you're gonna do about it and how you're gonna adhere to it at that point. So don't, don't get all worked up over this, right? Or we wanna approach this for more of a calm angle. Like, like there's a lot of stress out there. There's a lot of anxiety and depression producing influences in a lot of people's lives. So, so don't, don't get too wrapped up in this. Okay. Just, just be who you are and proceed as such.
2: No, I think that's, I think that's a really good point, especially with everything else that's happening in this world. I mean, I know myself, I'll get into like an information rabbit hole and I'll just be sucking up all sorts of media because you know you got to get it from everyone that's putting it out there. Yeah, it's got to come from somewhere. And it it feels crushing and it feels heavy, but you got to realize what your circle of influence is and do the best that you can to better yourself and the people around you.
0: Yeah, yeah, don't worry about those guys on CNN coming on. Oh, I was a Marine, and no citizen should have an AR-15, right? Like, don't, don't even be surprised by that shit, right? There's pussies in every unit, and they just happen to find one and put them on TV, okay? Don't worry about it. Like seriously, like, you just look out for yourselves, um, develop your network as we've always advocated and just, just be kind to one another and, and real ne- recognize real and just just keep doing what you're doing. Um, anyhow, so with that being said, uh, this bill is, is not about safety, it's about control. It is 100% about control. So here's a little question for the team. When do you guys think this bill was introduced? Initially, like when when was it drafted? How about that? Oh, pull up, I, don't um, I mean, no, the, don't the, pull it up, the, you gotta uh, guess. Just guess the real
2: boy in me wants to say in 2006 when the 1994 assault weapons ban went into sunset. Um, but I'd I realistically say within eight months.
0: Okay, sure. What do you think, Yeti? Yeah, Given everything that's been going on, whew.
1: Matt, knowing knowing the Senate after is probably actually really drafted <clears throat> officially after the most recent mass shooting, but it's always been in the back pockets being revised, like uh Bro oh, yeah. said oh, since yeah. then. But I think it's right after the
0: shooting. Yeah, so it's actually it's it's March of twenty twenty one.
2: Yep, there it is. Yeah, yeah. They've yeah. been sitting on this one for a while. They've been, yeah, they've been sitting yeah, on, on look it look for that. a
0: while. It's almost yes.
2: like it doesn't come up into conversation until they have a reason for it to come up in conversation. it's almost like those reasons have been coming up a lot more often than they usually do.
0: Right. Penny, you know. Yeah. It's almost like some people will, uh, you know, some glowing people support the creation of reasons. Um, yeah. Well, so, you know, the
2: ends justify the means in their mind.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. For now. Uh, so the kicker is here, folks, is that this bill is drafted and it's, it's primarily, Primary reason for its drafting that's cited is is public safety, and and the shootings in Buffalo and Highland Park are referenced in that. However, this bill was literally written March of last year, so so just just digest that a little bit in itself. Um, and the other part that this this tells me that it's got nothing to do with safety um, is because. Here's the thing, guys. Here's how I operate, right? If something is not safe, if something is a threat to society, and I'm going to draft a bill to prevent mass shootings, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just ban all that shit. There is no grandfather clause at the end of the day, right? If, if that is your goal, your true goal, that is what's going to happen. But if your goal is um, being influenced by, call it external forces that uh, would love to come knocking in about 30, 40 years as part of their long game, then this kind of makes sense. You know, you're starting to kill that culture slowly, right? You're just making it so painful exactly. for people to to continue to to own and to train with and to operate. Uh, this level of weaponry that is 100% required for adequate defense by the way You see what I'm saying?
1: And doesn't that who's that um democrat uh rep that did that uh, like 4 minute speech
0: that he, he's blue through and through? Uh, the guy who went, got honey potted by the Chinese that guy?
1: No, not Oh, him. sorry, not uh, that. The, the video that we uh we shared with the team uh, last night who he was saying that this bill is leading to a complete gun confiscation down the line. And that's mm-hmm. when you're going to see Americans kill Americans.
0: Yeah. 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 And just for you the sake name, of, for sure. of saying it, uh, you know, we're not, we're not on here advocating violence, right? No. Don't, don't deep platform us Spotify and all you other fucking cronies. Um, it's not what we're here to do. We're here to we're here to discuss facts, and this is what came out of the mouths of other people that are elected Rep- officials and
1: Representative uh, Clay Higgins.
0: Right. Yeah. And isn't and he a Republican from Louisiana?
1: No, he's a uh, he's a Democrat.
0: You sure about that?
1: Uh, let me bring him up real quick. No, he's a Republican.
0: He he's is? Republican. Oh, he's a Republican. My so, bad. Uh, yeah. That da- that. Da- that much common sense doesn't come out of modern Democrat spells. Um, yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> that, that, that,
1: that's where we're like in the he reference, you know, the ATF and the FBI are doing their raids two, three o'clock in the morning. Yep. When the door yep. gets kicked down. Any person's like, hey, someone's breaking in. You're going to grab your firearm and defend your house.
0: Right.
2: Especially if up until this point you've been a law abiding citizen.
1: Yeah.
0: Exactly. Right. You've
2: been doing everything by the books. The only thing mm-hmm. is the books have changed.
0: Right, and now all of a sudden, you find yourself on the other side of the fence for just living and seeking to protect what's yours. Like just existing, just think about you know? that. Just existing. That's right. And so I'm going to get to that because I have a theory about that. Um, but I do want to I do want to make one one point too. So there's all kinds of other contradictions throughout the bill, uh, where some weapons are deemed as legal, then they're considered illegal. So there's some clerical errors there and and those would only be committed by people that are ignorant and when when ignorance exists about something that's powerful typically it resides in the realm of fear when fear and ignorance get combined that precipitates hate it's the same concept behind racism it's the same concept behind Hitler and just the fucking maniacal, disgusting shit that damn near every dictator has pulled throughout history. So just just keep that in mind. Um, And I I do want to make another point here, guys. Political parties, they don't necessarily uh, delineate alignment on the protection of your rights. There are five Democrats that voted against this bill. Fucking hats off to them. Hats off to them for crossing party lines and for utilizing common sense. However, there are two Republicans who did vote for this bill. And there's one that didn't vote at all. So I know there's a lot of our listeners out there who are, you know, Trump 2024 supporters and all that stuff. And you guys are entitled to your opinion. But don't be blinded by political affiliation.
2: Yeah, don't uh, don't sit by and see that little R next to their name and go, Oh, we're safe. I don't have to call my representative.
0: Exactly I don't have to
2: make myself known. No, do it. Well, which I, is I true. The biggest dem as as a senator. And I'm calling him up. I'm letting mm-hmm. them know. Hey, hey buddy. At least some of us are pissed off.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't don't do it. It's so not make
2: what we want.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then also, you gotta, you got to research the history of the people you're voting for, especially with the primaries, you know, with uh, the primaries happening. Oh, yeah. You know, over in the state I'm at, you know, looking up, uh, they're all like, oh, you know, the Republicans are all pro-gun, pro-gun. And I started looking into their history. Turns out half of them were actually, they would support a ban previously, years ago. Mm-hmm. They just changed their opinion because of how the Republican movement's going just so they can get the election.
0: So you really yeah, got to research guess. people now. Yeah, it's
2: Republicans it's, in name
0: only. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, it. and it's 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 politicians in general, guys. Like, don't get it twisted. You know, I made a comment about Democrats not having common sense. Like, yeah, sure, that applies to a lot of the ones that I've encountered on this topic, um, but also applies to an awful lot of Republicans. So you just, you guys just really have to keep that in mind. You know, don't don't be part of the problem. Be part of the solution, and the solution here is is education. It's I've had conversations with folks that were like, well, yeah, but AR-15 bullets are just so dangerous. And then, and then I sit them down. like, yeah, come, come here and have a seat. And then I hop on Google and I Google the sizes of different cartridges and I show them ballistics tables and, and we get into it a little bit and I show them like, Hey guys, this is the actual reality of the situation. And I'm not making this shit up either. I actually did this with somebody and they left that conversation with a better understanding. And they're like, wow, so just because it's black and has like this this foregrip that 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 is somehow being demonized, and I'm like, Yeah, yeah, it is, as a matter of fact. So have those conversations, right? Don't don't fuller do not um fully polarize yourself. Don't be afraid to discuss it. Uh, because by discussing it, you are And if you discuss it in the proper way, in an educational manner, you're fighting against the ignorance that's driving this policy. You know, we saw representatives uh, sitting there talking about how pistol braces allow a shooter to simulate automatic fire. And he just was completely grasping at straws. The guy had no fucking idea what he was talking about.
2: No, but he was confident in his talking point.
0: He, he was, even he, when he was challenged. He's like, no, no, no. It no but it's just, the, it's just the motion, and, and yeah, uh, he's like, it,
2: it takes yeah. the recoil and allows the shooter to fire almost as if it is automatic.
0: Maybe if they're like six hundred like, pounds Yo. and they got boobs.
2: Like, yeah, yeah, but you can do the just, same thing with a, a shoestring. But you know, right. yeah. yeah. Um, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. but
2: yeah, that's, that's the thing is this is pure ignorance. And I don't mean like, I don't know. I, I, I guess I can also play devil's advocate and say, you know, like they're ignorant so that they can get these things passed. Um, but I think so, that there is a good deal of pure ignorance. These people don't know what they're yeah. looking at. They really don't.
0: Yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent. And that, that's just super unfortunate. Um, and and there's some people out there that are, I guess, that are fighting against that in a really good way. You know, I, I do want to highlight, you know, guys like Mike over at Grantham for, for getting out there and for discussing his stuff in a very matter-of-fact way, but he's also educating people at the same time. and And that's super important because – Behind all that ignorance, there are some evil fuckers that are inherently pulling strings that know exactly what they're doing, and they're deliberately disarming the people of the United States. There's somebody who is doing that. There's a puppeteer. There there has to be inherently. Through any bill that gets passed, there's always a puppeteer. So keep that in mind. Um, Also, during some some conversations with some uh, prominent, um, shall we say, folks in the, in the gun community, um, that are, are very, very well known. Uh, and I quote, um, when we were discussing this bill with him, uh, yeah, fuck that noise. So there you go. There you go. I concur. Absolutely. Absolutely. So realistically, um, and this is the other part, this is going to get a little tinfoil hatty guys. So Keep this in mind and hopefully we don't get deplatformed because of this statement. Um, But I genuinely believe that the people trying to get these bills passed do not look at people like us who own air platform systems as fellow Americans. I don't think they're looking at us like that anymore. I think that we're viewed as uh, dangerous wildcards. Which is ridiculous because they're all by design. Yeah, they're, they're all literally by design. Projecting an this, intent.
2: Yeah, they've been building this uh, profile for self sufficient and kind free-thinking, of free thinking, okay people. You know, people right. that are ready to take on whatever life throws at them are now demonized. We're seen as bad people because we own ARs because we shoot for fun and also for protection.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. Just the attack on self-sufficiency. It really is. Cause if you're self-sufficient and you're self-reliant, then at the end of the day, you don't need these, these government aid these programs. Yeah. And as long as you stay out there in the world of actual education, not just what you're being spoon fed, By the media that's bought and paid for then at that point like you're 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 getting a little dangerous whether you are or not
2: and i i think i could do a whole uh episode on why certain places it's illegal to collect your rainwater um
0: (laughs) right yeah exactly yeah
2: i won't i won't go into that now but
0: sure yeah but no that's a perfect representation right so, so I'm going to take this a little bit further here, guys. So, picture this: if you had to profile AR owning Americans, what party do you think they vote for?
2: Uh, historically Republican, recently Libertarian.
0: Okay, I, w- sure. I would
2: think generally, just because sure. a lot of AR owners don't feel like the either party represents them but
0: true but historically republican so so yeti let me ask you looking at this from a demographic standpoint owners of electric cars what party do you think that they vote for
1: oh dems
0: right because it's and i'm not saying that this pertains to anybody right we're not we're not that ignorant however there are clear cultural divides between parties that have been formed over the years. And most recently, they've been driven this massive wedge in between them intentionally. So if you are a member of the Democratic Party, and you want to really put a hurt on these dastardly Republicans, this is an excellent way to do it. The same way, if you are a Republican, And all of a sudden, you banned electric cars. Fuck Democrats over because they can't drive to the polls. I'm sure that was thought of by somebody in the GOP, at at least once. At least once. once. Yeah, like if you look
1: at those car batteries and where they're actually, you know, dropped off after they die and what they destroy, it's kind of like, oh, okay. Right. No, no one will listen to me on that. On the other political aisle.
2: Hey, I got to say, AR pistols fit very good in the frunk of a Tesla. Yes, they do. The front trunk gets a lot
0: of ARs. Oh yeah, Porsche style. So my point is here, folks, and without getting into like whole conspiracy theory, it's just a logical thing. It's like, how do I disenfranchise my enemy? And unfortunately, um, the term "enemy" is applying to political rivals these days uh, because things have just gotten so out of hand. So, so that's that's another. motivating factor that i i feel is in play here and i might be wrong i totally could be incorrect but probably not
1: yeah but you know i agree with i agree with all that you know there's a lot of the you know tinfoiling but to add to that what i was going to bring up is remember the freedoms given up are rarely ever regained and we can even look at that with the patriot act Ah. the global war on terror how many freedoms did we give up for security? Ben Franklin is rolling in his fucking grave right now. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And Without a doubt. Yeah. Rolling in his grave. And, mm-hmm. and that's, that's what's brought up with this bill. If, if this is given up on, you know, <laughs> there, there ain't no sunset on this bill. No. And yeah. Even, even then, if, you know, the Republicans regain Congress, uh, regain everything. It would be extremely controversial. There probably would be riots if they repealed this.
0: Right. Yeah. And, and this is really pertained to the, the First Amendment recently as well. So a lot of the censorship on, on social media and you can sit there and say, oh, it's a private platform. Ah, fuck you. But, but then you got folks like Bill Maher, notoriously Democrat, who are looking at this and like, holy shit, man. Like, this is bad. Like we're we're violating our our principles here, um, just to create our own sounding chamber. This and is this is not good, and and that's that's the kind of like just selfless logic that I'm looking for here
1: the, out of sad,
0: out of people.
1: The sad thing is, though, Bill Maher, you know, and the, and the Democrats that follow him. If you really look at the Democratic Party today and, you know, the people coming up in it, the new generation, they will look at Bill Maher and be like, oh, he leans right.
0: Yeah, which is crazy just because he's taking a step back and looking at things and he's like, wait a minute.
1: But, you know, to bring us a little bit back to the bill, you know, some pulling out some stuff, just, you know, reading about it. So the big thing about the magazines, uh, the large capacity, just how they define, you know, the magazine with the uh with the saw or we like to call the gnaw is that you can take the magazine out of the weapon, you know, using your magazine release without opening the weapon. So that was one of their big defining points. And this is when we start getting into the loophole game because, you know, the California boys, I know New York boys have this. um, Companies will, you know, the American engineer will find a way. Uh, One company, I know in California, Juggernaut Tactical. They they found the loophole where technically your weapon is open and you can release it, but also reality, you look at it, and you're like, Oh well, yeah, it's open, but you gotta watch a the video. They can they do a mag reload just with one extra step.
0: Yeah. So my yeah, my it's beautiful. My rifles do this really cool thing where when they're empty, the bolt is held open, and I would count that weapon as open at that point. And then I'm gonna <laughs> drop that mag and insert I it. I like
1: your it. legal definition. I, I like that. But then we get into, you read through the bill and there's loopholes, you know, all over the place. And, you know, you know, bro, Neil, I need your help on this one. Whatever happened to the ghost gun push? That. Oh, man. Did you (laughs) you see anything about ghost guns in this bill? No. And that's, that's a huge attack (laughs) vector.
2: Right. So if you look at it from, uh, I mean, yeah, you're a cybersecurity guy, aren't you? At heart. At heart. There's always an attack vector. Right? There's oh. always, always some place that can be exploited. That's a perfect place that can be exploited because there's something about serializing these new saws. It's serialized
1: right? and dated. So not only do oh. they have a serial, they now have a date of manufacture. If this, you know, if the bill passed, so they know it's a, it's a post, you know, rifle right. bill. Right.
2: So. If, if anyone has old mags um, from the 94 assault weapons ban, you'll notice on the side of those mags, they're stamped and says for government slash law enforcement use only. And then we'll have a date stamp on it. Most mags are date stamped nowadays.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, so what we're going to see, like, we're going to see something like that on ARs for, for police department uses for federal entities. Um but theoretically speaking if i take a block of 6061 aluminum or you know you you choose whatever aluminum stock and i mill it out and it doesn't have a serial number because i'm a free american who's going to say that it was made before the ban or not yeah you can't like, unless you wait like 30,000 years and you do radiocarbon dating and you try and well, That's what I was just right. going to say.
0: You can't carbon date a firearm like that. Yeah, so. like... The, no.
2: So, yeah, it's a perfect loophole. That's a great point, Yeti. Like what, and that was... Ghost what, guns are exempt.
1: Weren't they just pushing a few months ago? Nice. This whole yeah. ghost gun? Like, the whole, like, ghost guns are the reason why everyone is dying? Like
0: Well,
2: they, they kind of got or? their victory. They kind of got their victory with that the whole regulatory change that might get overturned um, from the ATF that actually goes into effect, I believe, August, uh, I want to say 13th or 19th. Something like that, maybe 29th. Well, I don't know. I'm getting my dates. What's the okay. quick bluff for that, Bill? Yeah, what
0: do we need to do between now and then?
2: Um, literally nothing. So, that's the thing oh, is it was good. originally outlined to prevent people from buying 80%. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
2: but as far as I know, they say that you need if you're going to sell a product to the end user, it needs to have one full day of machining, is, is, is what they say. One full day. Of, of actual work on a, on a lathe. Maybe. I don't know because I'm uh, idiot from the ATF and I don't know what it takes to make a gun. Um, So yeah, basically that's based in absolute garbage. It's really not going to do much to change the industry. As far as I know, I could be completely wrong, but
0: just yeah, keep I mean,
2: living your lives folks. Like it's not, yeah. they keep trying, but it just ain't working.
0: Yeah. yeah I'm not really seeing this how it's PA making rolling, things safer.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, no. F- you could go to the FFL, and the entire floor is gonna be CNC machines, or <laughs> it's just gonna yeah, be exactly like uh, yeah.
0: constant whirring noise. Yeah.
2: Well, there there was that one dude who was busted out in California. This is one of my favorite things. Guy gets busted out in California. He had uh, yeah. build parties. Oh so, yeah. yeah. You, you'd buy this <laughs> uncompleted lower, this eighty percent lower from him. Yeah. And then he'd walk you through the steps of how to do it. Right. And they got him for illegal manufacture of firearms. Right? Oh, they had him dead to rights. And then he gets to court, and he has a former ATF agent testify on his behalf saying that ARs don't even meet the definition of a firearm, so he wasn't creating firearms. And then they said lowers were not firearms. And then even let me bring up portion, <laughs>
0: Gangster.
1: And then let me, let me bring this up real quick for the, uh, the semimatic assault weapon, their definition, yeah. or how they say, well, for a semi automatic pistol. Uh, I'll bring that It utilizes a portion of energy of a firing cartridge to extract the fired cartridge case and chamber the next round and requires a separate pull of the trigger to fire each round. A P 80 lower does not meet that. (laughs) That's
2: true. That does not meet the definition, which is very interesting because the way that we've done this whole quote unquote serialized portion in the United States over these past years is an absolute farce. There's no actual law that says that there needs to be a serialized portion. Uh, and that's because the, the definition of firearm is just trash. I and mean, it always has been. We've played around with it for a while. But mm-hmm. what's interesting is you said a pull of the trigger. I believe that's what's written in. Yes. Right. That's Whereas.
0: I squeeze my trigger.
2: Well, yes. But the old definition is something along the lines of an independent action of the trigger. And this is very important when we talk about binary triggers.
0: Mm, I was thinking that, Because yeah. the
2: pull and the release are seen as separate actions of the trigger. That's so, that. in this case, if this is passed, and they are okay with, with this being a new definition, then they could argue away things like binary triggers.
1: Mm. Does because, uh, Blackwater have a thumb trigger on one of their yeah. rifles? Yeah. So, are we going to have push triggers now and thumb triggers? So that, that's why action of the trigger made the most sense
2: because any type of actuation would be felt under that law. Now what's also interesting is even mm. this new, if it is going to be a proposed definition, I'm not sure that they're actually trying to change the definition of firearm here mm-hmm. um, but things like the FRT which I don't know if anyone here, I've had the pleasure of shooting both binaries and FRTs um, FR, like so binaries are like Coke on a weekend, and FRTs are full on crack. You know, like there is, there's, yeah, like it's same premise, but they're completely different things. Little bump, Uh,
0: and then you got Tyrone Bigums.
2: Exactly, yeah, you got a bump or a life altering substance. So it's it's interesting that FRTs would technically be legal if this was to be a definition.
0: Cool. All right, I'm I'm here for it. Make sure we make sure we thank them and. Carry on.
1: Yeah, and you know, in the bring up, you know, Midas's, uh how we're talking about this political charade. Even uh, Representative Massey was talking: is, is this bill is going to die in the Senate? Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't oh, have yeah. support mm-hmm. unless you know they bring up some other package for something crazy, and they they do these deals in the next six weeks. Yeah, but he's he's like All this right. is just a political charade. We'll get of
2: uh, we'll get rid of gay marriage if you let us ban the AR. <laughs> Republicans are like, no. Ah, <laughs> oh no, no coach. Please yeah.
0: no! Yeah, I know. I'm gonna start um uh, start a uh, actually we should make a shirt. My <laughs> my my rifle case, my choice.
1: Oh, boom. uh trademarked, uh we beat everyone too. There's probably it's probably already out there.
0: Yeah, China's
1: probably good. already
0: got one. Yeah, they're already fabricating our words, and, anyhow. And, all right,
1: and then they bring us back. So, and the hearing was like eleven hours. The Rules Committee had more, still listening through it because when they talk, you know, we want to look up this data that they're referencing. You know, and a lot of it's all anecdotal. I was talking to my people, my where I represent. They told me this. All right, sure, I got you, I guess. But the two big people, and you probably saw on Instagram. The Daniel Defense and Ruger CEO, Ooh. they are not your friends. And when I checked this morning, they are getting roasted on Instagram right now. Oh, yeah. If you yeah, haven't really heard spicy. It, you know, just to summarize what they said, uh, they got a direct question from a rep. Uh, you know, The rep was like, we heard today from multiple organizations that they want to abolish the ATF. Do you support that? And both CEOs were like, Oh no, we don't support that. We uh gladly work with our regulators, yada yada yada. The, so you got the, two so huge weird. companies, Ruger, the was the 1022 is the number one sold firearm in the US, and then two through AR-15. Mm.
2: <laughs> yeah, I I have three Ruger 1022s right now. I don't even know how I got two of them. They just showed up.
1: Yeah,
0: they the just materialized. Eastern. It's part yeah. of being an American.
2: You buy they're like rabbits, they just fucking blah blah blah.
0: Yeah. But,
1: you know, with that, they're they're not your friends. You know, rest in peace to the boys that got your Daniel Defense clones after watching all your Ranger videos. And <laughs> yeah. You know, Daniel Defense was a great name. You know, I wanted one. Not anymore. You know, not even yeah. close.
0: Well, you know what's better than a Daniel Defense Mark 18? What? A SIG MCX. Factual. It's true. It's just – it is literally a fact. But anyhow – um, yeah it's 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 just wild man it's just crazy that these people and honestly i'm not even blaming these guys as much i'm blaming remington
1: Rem, and that's what i understand where they come from they're ceos they don't want their company to get remingtoned you know right but they don't don't
2: want to get stag armed
1: that's that's that's
2: the real thing stag i think it was like 2014 I don't know if he was a chief of operations or if he was the CEO. I don't know what his title was. But this dude, I think his first name was Mike. Um, he spoke out against the ATF. He was talking mad garbage about the ATF in 2014. Which, I mean, I get. I didn't like the ATF in 2014 either. I don't like him now, but I also didn't like him then. <laughs> right. But the issue is the way that they were making their contract weapons, their, their fully automatic you know, M16 variants, if you will, mm-hmm is they had them on the assembly line and they were being manufactured into fully automatic weapons before they got serialized. Now the ATF regulators came in and said, Hey dude, you can't do that. And they mm-hmm. said, Oh, okay, we'll change that. So that mm-hmm. way there's not, cause in the machining process, right? The manufacturing process at one point, there was an unserialized, fully automatic quote unquote weapon, right? Sure. And they come back in 2016, boom, they arrest this dude for manufacture of, of unlicensed machine guns. They get them. The whole company is done.
0: Yep. yep.
2: That's what they're trying to prevent is they're just trying not, I'm not saying that they're cucks. I'm not, I'm not saying that they're, you know, bending the knee, but they're doing what's necessary in order to keep the ATF happy. Well, keep things on the up and up. I, I stand by them. I'm not saying that they're my best friends. I understand that they're not my friends. They're here to make a profit, just like every other company that you interact with. You have to understand that companies are soulless beings.
1: They put profits in everything else. They only exist to make money. You don't so, see organizations it. that are like, I want to operate in the negative.
2: Yeah, no, no one does, right? So they're trying to play nice. I think it definitely was a hardball question, but I also think it was a little bit of an unfair question.
0: Yeah, and I, I, think, um, I think that those people – have a really good platform and that was a really good opportunity to say hey i understand that regulation has to take place in some degree they could have even said that and even that's debatable but they could have said that and then went on to say but an enforcement agency should not also be changing legal definitions and therefore altering legislation.
2: No, yeah. I completely agree. If they would have said that,
0: I would have been like, hey, you know what? I totally get it. I'm cool with it. By the way, great use of that platform.
2: Yeah, you you got your jab in. You also stayed happy with all the folks at the ATF. Everyone's sure. happy. Perfect. Sure. And yep.
1: then,
0: but they
2: didn't. You're right. They had the opportunity to, and they didn't.
1: Yep. And let me bring up Daniel Defense's, uh, unless they delete it, their uh, posts after all that came out.
0: Yeah, what was their response? You know,
1: so their uh, their post picture, you know, it's actually a you know, beautiful rifle. At Daniel Defense, we celebrate the liberty of our country and the enthusiasm of our customers and employees and the quality and accuracy of our products. So the big thing is liberty of our country. We got 1200 comments, uh, I'm gonna read the first one. Y'all need a new CEO and social media rep, Huge hell post. <laughs> no, this next one this next one's pretty bad, but it's gonna make a laugh. Sleazy DD salesman slaps rifle. You can take out so many American citizens in their homes with this bad boy.
0: <laughs> oh, oh my god. You mean
2: posting is in full effect, boys. <laughs> yep,
1: yep, Liberty yep. under strict infringements, cucks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's
2: yeah. the thing is you can't give the internet an inch. Just and like then any, politicians an inch.
1: you got companies like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just bringing up Arrow Precision, the moment the HRA would know it passed, they posted the Don't Tread on Me slot, uh, uh, flag, and then they post the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. You know, they're they're a big company as well. Righteous.
0: Not,
1: you know, they're they're a and big that's company. That's kind of right yeah. way to do it. Yeah.
0: And and they, they have
1: government contracts too.
0: Yeah. I'm really glad I bought one of their BCGs the other day. It's good yeah they they're
1: good and it's just it, it still goes back. It's hopefully praying it's going to die in the Senate. it should unless some sleazy deals are done. Right.
0: Um, but they're not going to fucking stop.
1: They're not. they're, they're going to come back every mass shooting gets amplified um, yep. and they're just going to keep doing it. and yeah, they've,
0: they've, they've changed the definition, they've changed the, the rhetoric. Um, I saw an article about oh, mass shooting in Chicago this weekend. Five Everyone. years ago, that would have said gang gang violence, right? Instead of gun violence, there's right. there's, there's that's there's that's key. They, they there's change key the verdict. definition
2: to meet their. That's what they do. They change the definition to meet their their goals.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and for it's the not record,
2: fabricating evidence it's it's just changing, you know, what we know to be true.
0: Right, exactly, and, and for the record, when I was talking about Remington earlier, I was referencing the uh, settlement. Uh, post Sandy Mm Hook, that was complete fucking bullshit. And I will never buy another one of their rifles again because they set a precedent. There was no actual reason for them to settle. It was just, it was, it was complete bullshit and they, they copped out and they try to take the easy road and they set a horrible precedent and fuck them for that.
1: Yeah, then fighting. Yeah, the company was, you know, they were going financially through hard times prior and they could have fought in court, court probably won. I would assume they just. Yeah, exactly. I might have said, hey, just got to take the easy road and call the day and split our company in the two and um, never buying a Remington to this day. I even I remember I got an email like, oh, you know, tell us about Remington. I I, I would never buy a Remington because of what happened after the you know, post Sandy Hook.
0: Yep, I won't buy their ammo. I won't buy shit from them.
1: No, not happening. Not no. at all. But I won't even buy their
2: primers. Damn, there it is. I'm saying it.
0: Yeah. With that being said, I don't think I'm going to give up my 10.22, my RPR. No, we'll see how things no. go. We got all. Uh, it's for no one thing. What hey. am I going to do with it now?
1: And then I do want to bring up two organizations, definitely to support. You know, if you got money, you got a credit card, you know, do the 25 bucks a month. You know, Firearms Policy Council Coalition, excuse me, I always say that, and Gun Owners of America. Uh, If you support the NRA, good for you. Uh, Take that money and send to one of these two other organizations, because unlike the NRA, they actually bring local, state, and federal to court over gun laws. And they've been doing well. They've been winning in California. And the NRA is jumping on their curtails now to help them in court. So I recommend you support them. They will do the legal fight instead of the lobbying because we have learned in this past twenty years, lobbying has failed.
0: No, yeah, lobbying does not work. Yeah, you got to set precedent.
1: And, and yeah, you got that precedent, legal, precedent. legal precedent. Legal precedent, and that gives courts the ability to fall on another court's decision and be like, because of X. Ex- in Colorado, there was that one uh, that Democrat well Democrat appointed judge who stopped, uh, I forget what city from banning, you know, 30 round magazines. It was the Heller case, right? Mm-hmm. Cause I'm yep. news. Um,
0: yep. So with that being said, I know you you mentioned earlier when we talked that you, you dug around, and you had some interesting facts to go over. I, we're already on, you know, hour 13. Oh, um, yeah, it's been a, a great podcast thus far, but how about you go ahead and just run us through some of those? Cause I think some of those numbers will probably be, be very telling.
1: So the big one, you know, especially as they talk about mass shooters, all these people are getting these guns, you know, the background check, you know, system is failing. Well, from 2020 to 2021, the FBI failed to conduct 1 million background checks. They failed to do that. And I know if, uh, I, in the law states that the FBI doesn't do the background check within three days. The FFL can sell it to the customer. And then the FBI has it, if it's 80 or 90 days, they still haven't gotten it done, completely deleted from the system. So that person never gets the background check that you're supposed to get. So out of that one million, how many, you know, bad apples did we have? You know, you know I was thinking like, you know, there couldn't have been like they couldn't have fucked up that bad. Right. Well, it turns out 11,564 people were not supposed to be able to buy a firearm due to, you know, crime, mental health status or other disqualifying characteristics. That is absurd. 11,564. What I wasn't able to find and what, you know, I probably got to do a request for is out of that 11,564, how many committed a crime with said firearm. And that's something I would like to see. If those people went on and conducted a mass shooting or, you know, robbery or any of that stuff, like that is an absurd amount of people. And that is the FBI failing to do their job. And then, you know, let's talk about the FBI still failing to do their job. Nicholas Cruz, the Florida school shooter, he was reported to the FBI, uh, you know, for his intent to cause harm and possibly shoot up a school. FBI failed to do, uh, come up on that tip. Let's talk about more failed law. Yes, sir. Yeah, more failed law law enforcement. The Buffalo shooter. You know, know, originally from New York. Proud New Yorker, but Buffalo shooter. This guy made direct threats that he wanted to do a school shooting. Law enforcement, state police come to the house or come to him at the school, one of the two. Uh, He gets sent to the hospital for a mental evaluation and then released. And he was released. No follow up. Law enforcement didn't do their job to put them in the system that you no, know, this was said, this was done that cause you know, saying I'm going to do a school shooting or do those threats is not protected underneath the first amendment because you're going for direct harm mm-hmm. uh, right there. Should have been disqualified. Absolutely. Absolutely. He was not, which no. is absurd. The system exists. And, you know, I just want to get that if you don't, you know, people don't know and this, no, it's a hard thing. The system exists that if you think someone shouldn't have a gun, You can actually report it. There has to be a whole court thing with it. There has to, you have to go through your legal rights. Everyone has their rights. But a lot of people don't want to report someone, especially a loved one, like no one wants to admit their loved one has mental issues, but you also don't want your loved one doing something crazy. The system exists. It's got to be used, but law enforcement and the FBI are failing to do their part when citizens are doing theirs by one, reporting people who are saying this stuff and then by the FBI failing to do 11,564 background checks, then, you know, was that, 2020, 2021, more firearms were bought from 2021 to 2022, and they're probably gonna be even more 2022 to 2023. How many more failed background checks probably happened in that time?
2: Right, and to relay uh, relay this back to something that we talked about earlier, now if this does pass by, you know, the grace of their God, not ours, how many more of these NICS background checks will be going on that they're going to supposedly have to run through this already very taxed system. You know, the, the thing is, I, I think it's uh, from 2019, and I could be misremembering, but in 2019, there were 77,000 failed NICS background checks. And of those 77,000 failed NICS background checks, was, which by the way, if you fail a NICS check, which is what you do whenever you buy a gun from a licensed dealer, Um, that's a federal crime of those 77,000 people, four were actually prosecuted for it Four, not like 400, not like 4,000, four people were actually prosecuted for it. So once again, we have a system in place, the system doesn't work, but when it does, we don't even use the system. It's like, we're begging for problems at this point.
1: And it's absurd. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're blaming, you know, law abiding citizens. For, you know, oh, they're doing their, the AR. yeah, they're blaming they are, you know, our ability to say no, they can't own tank. Well, technically, you know, I, this is all BS because they got to put amendments onto the Constitution, onto the Bill of Rights to actually say you can't own something. But that's that's deep mm-hmm. diving constitutional law right there.
0: Right. But
1: yeah. and then so when Sandy Hook happened, you know, 2013, 2012, you know, President Obama he said, Hey, CDC, I need a study on firearm, you know, gun violence. Mm-hmm. CDC found that firearms for self defense is an important crime deterrent. They found that if you know the burglar knew or people in the crime knew an area was packing, they chose not to go there because they didn't want to get shot.
0: So no they shit, guys. That smoke. No shit. I just walked to the refrigerator to get some water. all right On the news that I was watching. Uh, I was watching a White House address about Pelosi going to uh, Taiwan which I'll get into that later. Um but right below it there was shooting in DC reported multiple people shot and I'm like, "Hmm. Weird. It's almost like this place that has like incredibly strict firearms laws apparently those same laws didn't deter somebody from shooting a bunch of people i don't know how many i don't know any other details other than that but it's a prime example gun-free zones are your most dangerous
1: yeah, yeah. an armed
2: it, it, populace is a peaceful populace
1: it's 94 percent of uh shootings happen in gun-free zones i believe um last time i looked at that it's in the 90s you know i'll, I'll give i'll just say 90 percent. you know i'll give i'll give the dems that but another thing that we say America leads the world in mass shootings. We lead everyone in gun pilots. Well, you know, New York posted some digging in 2018 and found out the U.S. ranks 56 per capita in its rate of attacks and 61st in mass public shooting murder rate. Uh, <coughs> Norway, you know how they, everyone always says, hey, the Nordic countries, Norway, Finland, Switzerland, also Russia have 45% higher rates of murder from mass public shootings than the United States. And they have a much smaller population than us. Which, yeah it, it's
2: it, it's a global problem and I think this I, I won't get too far off the rails here but I think that in the United States this has to do with our lack of a mental health system anymore because we oh, got rid of it for good reasons but we got rid of it way too quick
1: um, and that that's and something also to talk time about. as well I that, think
2: it's I think it's the internet you know people get fame off of it and they this is the way that they want to go out and
1: Okay, I know. But, I know mental health. We wanted, you know, deep dive in the end, but because that's what I believe, I and mean, we all believe, yeah. it's, that's the underlying issue uh, here. But they bring up, so you know, I, I was looking all around for data. So hey, reach over to the Washington Post. You gotta, if you're researching data, don't fall on your biases. You got to reach out across the aisle, see what they're reading, they're using, and see what's up. So Washington Post, you know, you're pretty liberal. <clears throat> so. They did, a, they published in March of 2021, you know, surprising when this, uh, this bill was, uh, drafted. Uh, so they were pulling up data from the 1994, uh, ban, And they said that the data makes it difficult to assess its impact. And they, they even reached across the aisle right and left of all different researchers to try to get data. And so it states that there's no definition of mass shooting. Uh, various three to six people killed, no settled definition of assault weapons, <clears throat> which, you know, we got the saw now, I guess. Uh, and then they found certain policies that actually, you know, decreased uh, mass shootings. You now, again, permits in your state. Shit I still don't agree with. But they, they found policies that wouldn't ban assault rifles that led the permit led to a 60% decline in mass shootings. That's nowhere in this bill. They, they had data, they brought it they're like here's here's actual data uh, <clears throat> the your best chance of you know ending mass shootings is you know permits it helps out a bunch because you have to do a local law enforcement background check more intensive that's nowhere in the fucking bill they found that magazine bans was a six percent decrease, but that's in the bill it, it makes no yep. it, it makes no sense uh yeah, it's uh,
0: confirmation bias. It's picking and choosing numbers that make them feel better about what they're doing.
1: And we deep dive gun laws uh, that was going on uh, down in episode 2.3. Um, and we, we had more facts, which you know I highly recommend you guys you know, listen to that one. And we, we have a more deep conversation on the facts and these biases that are going on. But, you know, the, the facts here, they're, they're not anywhere in the bill. Where Where is the FBI background check reform in the bill to make sure that yes. 11,564 yes. are captured? Where's the FBI change that they make sure people like Nicholas Cruz, which they got a tip? Where's the law enforcement change for the, the Buffalo shooter that said he was going to shoot up his school? Where's that change to catch those people? No, the only thing is forcing law-abiding citizens to follow. I didn't see anything about crime. I didn't see anything about changing uh, like inner city schools or poor people schooling, to give them more access to get out of those areas. Had trade schools there. I didn't see any reform or mental health that actually changed gun violence in this bill, which is the root of the issue. It,
0: it, it just doesn't yes.
2: make sense. Absolutely, is the root of the issue. That's I mean, right. I'd, I'd like to go on because it's not about nothing. safety.
0: It's no. not about progress. No,
2: it's not. And and I think if it was, then you would see things in there that are maybe not this bill but other bills at least that would help people's socioeconomic status because right now we're hurting for tradespeople people in this country but all these especially coastal affluent schools are not willing to train people in it they they see it as a as a loss but hey i'm not going to go too deep into that it's your boy brony We out here doing shit uh it's going on for me i hope it's going on for you look i'd like to open up my statements by first saying that of course, I agree with all your points. Um, the ones I disagreed with, I brought up earlier. Um, but I'd like to talk about two of the points that you guys have brought up, and and I'd like to clarify two really quick things. Yeti, you brought up that Washington Post article from uh, early twenty twenty one about the lovely nineteen ninety four assault weapons ban. So one of the main studies that they're actually citing is a DOJ study from two thousand and four, right? So that took place nine years after the assault weapons ban of 1994. Uh, Cause they were looking at data from 94 to 2003. So that's nine years. Right. And <clears throat> they're doing the best that they can in a short amount of time. Right. But in this, they assert that if they were to continue with the ban, it's all the way at the bottom of the study. It's actually a really cool study to look at. Um, but if they were to continue with this ban, there may be fewer, fewer gun violence victims. You know, that that's what they say, but they also say, and I quote, This effect is likely to be small at best, and possibly too small for reliable measurement. A 5% reduction in gunshot victimizations is perhaps a reasonable upper-bound estimate of this ban's potential. Oh, Oh, wow! cool. So if we continued with the 1994 assault weapons ban, we would see, on the upper end of things, a 5% reduction in gunshot victimizations, which is not gun deaths.
1: That's just victimism. On a So they chose the
2: best. Violence. Yeah. So they, yeah, they were already working on the upper ends of their goal and they say the upper ends of, yeah. So it's very interesting to have this study in front of us, right? One that was conducted in this country that banned the exact same types of weapons and magazines. You know, like, look, it sounds like a really great document to refer to when crafting new and effective legislation, right? now so far i have heard almost no one talk about this document the data that was recorded and say hey look guys this isn't going to do anything because folks it didn't change anything then and i don't know what would make them think that now would be any different you know what's the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results
0: yeah exactly and the point i want to bring up earlier going off what you're saying and I just watched you know this whole White House press conference about how Pelosi standing up to the Chinese by going to Taiwan and I just I get a huge kick out of that because whether deliberately or by happenstance uh those same people that are going on that trip are the same ones that are feeding us to our adversaries such as China on a silver platter
2: oh absolutely
0: whether it's trade
2: deals or
0: economic workarounds yeah absolutely banning assault rifles as they as they describe them like all this shit is connected people it's all there
2: Yeah. yeah they get they get to flex their muscles and say look we're standing up for an independent taiwan look meanwhile they're slapping ccp
1: on the back of the butt and saying good job buddy and Pelosi ain't putting on a JPC and going over there. If that ever kicks off, that's us. So, and- For the most part,
0: yeah. Well, probably not this team because we'll tell them to fuck off and protect our homes. But um, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it's a good point.
2: Yeah. But to get back to it real quick, uh, Midas, you touched on the whole like pistol brace first bump stock thing there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was great. That was
2: so. Yeah. This is the thing, right? I'm I'm working through the notes for this podcast and and I'm just getting washed back to, you know, the early two thousands, mid to early two thousands. Right. So there was this woman, uh, Carolyn McCarthy. I don't know if she rings a bell for you guys. Uh, she definitely didn't for me, but there is a quote that I remember and I'll, I'll give it to you in a second, but she was a house rep from, uh, New York from the late nineties to the mid two thousands. Um, And in 07, she was advocating a new assault weapons bill or assault weapon ban in the wake of Virginia tech. Um, I think it was like April 16th. There was the, the horrible Virginia tech shooting. Um, and she was being interviewed about this bill and it was, of course it had like the, the law enforcement safety protection act of America for Americans and their safety, you know, like it had some horrible name. Um, in this interview, she's questioned about what a barrel shroud is. Cuz barrel shroud is one of the things that they use in the assault weapons ban including this one. Uh as as a defining characteristic of an assault weapon. And she eventually replies that she doesn't know, which good on her for saying it outright. But she believes it's quote unquote the shoulder thing that goes
0: up. Damn, she's oh, yeah. barrel
2: shroud is the yeah, the shoulder thing that goes up. It's an old yeah.
0: yeah, something like that. Yeah.
2: Um, my fellow Americans, gun grabbers have never
0: known what
2: they're talking about, nor do they care to be educated on the matter. These people legitimately just want to infringe upon your rights. It's that's, it's as simple as that. Look, the shoulder thing that goes up, pistol braces that magically harness the recoil, the rifle, make it shoot faster. Those are two small examples that show, like you were talking about earlier, Midas, the absolute ignorance and, and how little they actually care to educate themselves on the, on the matter. But enough uh, relating to what we've already talked about. Now on to my concerns about this bill. You know, some of you out there, uh, you may be thinking to yourself, well, I don't give a damn because I got 12 PSA lowers and they're all going to be grandfathered in. Look, dude, that's great for you. Like, it really is. I can just as easily say I have a 3D printer and I'm out of fucks to give. But it doesn't change the fact that they're coming for you too. This is... We've talked about it even even earlier in this podcast. It is chipping little stones off the block to get what they want. Um, for those of you that have been fire, firearm owners over the past decade or so, especially, you've become familiar uh, with, the, with the way that our favorite regulatory slash law enforcement slash tyranny starter pack, the ATF, likes to operate. They live in a legal gray zone. It's a uh, a bit of a mystical land of laws and regulations that contradict each other just enough. So that way you can stub your toe and catch a felony. It's pretty cool. Um, so let's see if our lawmakers are out there making rules that are easy to follow or if they're living their best gray man lives. You know, the gray man aesthetic is something that we all strive for these days. You know, I don't think anyone out there is is wearing a uh, some grunt style shirt and appendix carrying a Glock 17 with an extendo. We're, we're trying to live a gray man life. Um, I'm going to kick this off with a little bit of word of caution that you may not have heard elsewhere. Cause I haven't heard anyone talking about this, like whether it's Mr. Guns and gear or Brandon Herrera or Mike over a Garantham. Like I don't, I haven't heard anyone say this yet. Um, and it's kind of weird. I haven't looked into it enough where I can say that this is definitely a problem, but it's something that I'm concerned with. If you look at the ATF's definition of a machine gun, they include this little nugget, right? They say, any combination of parts from which a machine gun can be assembled, if such parts are in the possession or under control of a person. Okay, well, that's that's a bunch of words. I I know words. I know how to fit them together. That's pretty cool. Um, well, under this massive and almost hilariously long list of uh, name-banned firearms, they sneak in this little, any combination of parts from which a firearm described in subparagraphs A through K can be assembled. Oh. Okay. So, how how far does that go?
0: Yeah, it's pretty open-ended.
2: Right, so since my AR which is grandfather use the same BCG as a name band weapon,
0: the mm-hmm. M16. Yeah.
2: Does that mean that I can't buy spares or is this only here to lock out parts kits? You know, like when you, when you buy a fully destructed firearm and you have to build a new receiver or whatever the serialized portion for that firearm is, because the ATF loves to dance around this, right? sometimes you can buy auto Sears for ARs because you still need to mill a pocket and drill a hole in the receiver to use them. So that doesn't constitute a machine gun in their eyes. Right. But then sometimes they arrest a YouTuber for marketing a piece of metal with a drawing on it, which is what happened with the CRS firearms and the, the auto link.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, do you want in on this? Yeah. So you, you talk about the M16, right? So uh, I was thinking about the antique firearms. So, I know some states say a firearm is an antique if it was manufactured more than 50 years ago. So, when, like, yeah. is there, where do we get in this line? Like, the, you know, the M16, A1, you know, the first version of the Vietnam Colt, you know, whatever that was, that was over 50 years ago. Are we, is this a, a gray area? I, I don't know if you're getting further, if you're going to talk about this
2: further. No, but I'm not going to. I wasn't planning on it, but look, I mean the AR fifteen, the original Marmalite fifteen, came out, in, I believe nineteen sixty three. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, Midas Eugene Stoner's out there doing doing his best work, engineering one of the greatest modern rifles of all time. Yep. Um, yeah, that's actually a really interesting aspect. I think someone brought into the one of the name allowed weapons. I believe is an SKS as long as it has not been modified to have a detachable magazine. Um, which is funny because there was some politician that said that, oh, of course that's allowed because it's an antique. And then someone looked up and and this guy's birthday is before the creation of the SKS. And it's like, no, nah, dude, you're the antique. The, the SKS is not. But at the same time, it kind of can be, right? Because if you yeah. look at the original birthday of the AR-15 that we know and love, it is 1963. It's been a while. It's been improved yeah. upon. Don't get old,
0: me wrong. Uh, old Nadler. That's who that was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I
1: mean, yes. SKS was still used in Iraq. Afghanistan still used yeah. Oh, just, yeah. Yeah. I
2: love SKSs. I'd really like to buy one, but it, not for 500 It, it was just uh, a thought
1: that, you know, we might have to research further into that because technically the antiques they said are okay, but then it's also yeah. banned underneath their definition. Mm-hmm. So... Are we just gonna buy a bunch of fucking F16A1s and be like, hey, we're good to go, boys?
2: Doesn't matter if they're select fire. They said that their grandfather did. What's up?
0: Yeah, yeah. Hey, those
1: those full auto lowers are gonna be are gonna be antiques soon. So hey, mm-hmm. we're gonna be good to go.
0: Yeah, yeah. So once again, like and, and these aren't even that far reaching of like Attempts to find loopholes, right? These are very apparent to my team because they are who I would consider to be firearms experts, right? Yeah, and they're and they're able to find this shit just all over the place throughout this. Yeah, but it's tough, right? Because the language that they're using, like, is that
2: a blanket ban on me buying a firing pen? Right. Oh is that only a ban on me buying an HK 91 parts kit because Mm -hmm. I want an HK 91 because they're dope ass battle rifles, you know, like there's, and it's that gray area, right? That's what they love. They love the gray area. Now another gray area that I want to touch on is the, (laughs) the writing in that, that little summary that we talked about earlier for this build. This bill permits continued possession, sale, or transfer of a grandfathered SAW, which must be securely stored. Now, guys, look. It looks like normal tyrant activity on the surface, right? This is just average gun grabber stuff. But let's take a look at that last extremely agreeable phrase. Oh, which must be securely stored. Oh, everyone likes stored firearms, right? That's okay. No one's going to be like, oh, no, I want my AR in my toilet, which if you don't have a toilet gun, you're wrong. Um, but it's extremely dangerous language, which must be securely stored. So that brings us to the whole safe, the safe storage requirement of this bill, which, again, is not not often talked about. It reads as follows, and and I'll try and leave out bits that I don't think uh, are all that important. Shall be unlawful for any person, blah, 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 uh, to keep un- or to store or keep under the diminutive control of that person, a grandfathered semi-automatic assault weapon that that person knows or has reasonable cause to believe will be accessible by an individual prohibited from receiving or possessing a firearm under subsection G, N, or X, or any state, or any provision of state law unless the grandfathered semi-automatic assault weapon is one carried on the person or within such close proximity that the person can readily retrieve and use the grandfathered semi-automatic assault weapon as if the grandfathered semi-automatic assault weapon were carried on the person or locked by a secure gun storage or safety device that the private individual has no ability to access. So what they're trying to do is prevent things like, I believe it was Sandy Hook, um, I believe that the narrative goes that the mother had firearms and the son is the one that perpetrated the event and he gained access to her firearms which that's almost, what they say happened it was, I think it was like a scar and like a couple of glocks like it was like kind of like Gucci stuff I, I gotta look into it more
0: yeah his mom um, was uh, quite the shooter apparently
2: yeah apparently uh, mama's got cats hmm. but where does this leave us well, secure gun storage itself has not been defined in this document, right? There's, there's no, a gun is secure when it is behind blank blank blork. Like it's not in there. Hmm. So I assume that they may eventually come up with a list of safes that you can or cannot use. Or the requirement may be that you need to have your safe inspected by the ATF or sheriff or something before you're considered to be a safe gun owner. Look, folks, we got to understand that if we give an inch, they are going to take nothing less than 10 miles. Mm-hmm. It's been proven time and time again. Also, the way this and red flag laws kind of go hand in hand, like, look, it's it's not looking good, guys. If, if someone no longer likes you or someone who just doesn't like guns sees an AR that's not, quote, unquote, properly secured, and I mean, this could be anyone. If you live in an apartment, and you were like, oh, man, you know, maintenance is coming by. I got to clean up. But, you know, you're you're building a gun and a lower is sitting out on the coffee table or, you know, you got a barrel somewhere. That could be enough for them to call up the local yokels. And then you're going to be scrambling to find your night piece on, on that bedside table at zero four twenty nine when your front door's getting kicked on
1: kicked in on by
2: SWAT during a no-knock.
1: Yeah, you should just have to hide my all the the, the pets I have that are over the limit. Now I gotta <laughs> hide my fire. <fireworks laughs> don't want to worry too. about
2: the lowers. Yeah. And look, as as it was said earlier, this bill is gonna get people killed. Like that's the reality of it is like I'll I'll shit talk the government and I'll I'll mess around, but Good, hardworking, nonviolent Americans will die at the hands of our elected representatives when it comes to this bill. I mean, and and I'm not just talking about us. I'm not talking about gun owners. I'm talking about cops. You know, I, I'm not a thin blue line boy. I'm not. They're just showing up to do their job. You know, and and hopefully they say no to some of these things, but I understand how pervasive a paycheck can be. I'm not saying it should make them step back on their rights, but look if the task of the day is to stack up on your door, it's not. It's not a good situation for either party.
1: I'm not. And, and, and i not saying and, and, that's
2: right. I'm just not removing the
1: humility from it. And you're right. And we we echoed it before. They're going to do these no knocks in mm-hmm. the middle of the night. They're not going to mm-hmm. come up nice, you know, in the morning, knocking your door. Hey, I need your firearms. Because they know we're going to say no. They're going to do it in the middle of the night. You're going to think someone's breaking in. You're going to grab your firearm and you know, engage you know, whoever's coming in. You'll see it as
2: a threat, and they'll see you as a threat. And that's you might get some. Game.
1: It's their team. You're probably going to get schwack because there's more than, more of them than you. Yep. Now we got how many yeah, Americans that dead in, in the house?
2: How many, yeah, how many exactly. Americans? And how yeah. many lawmakers? How many lawmakers are putting their lives on the line for this?
0: Zero, right? And and by the way, um, this city close to where I live, uh, reasonably close, just just far enough away, you know, they're uh, notoriously becoming more and more liberal. They even changed a street name to uh, Brianna Taylor Avenue, uh, and by the way, that was named after a woman that was killed. In a no-knock raid. Literally
2: a no-knock. Literally. Right. Where the boyfriend tried to defend the house from armed assailants coming in.
0: Exactly. So like these people, the same people that uh, are holding up the name of folks like Brianna Taylor, who unfortunately were just man, like basically murdered in her apartment. <laughs> by those authorities are the same people that will be okay with enabling it to occur again and again and again just yeah. let that let that soak in yeah and, i think you know, we go ahead
1: No, yeah, that reminds me of another video it's a quick one you know because i know after brianna taylor they tried to ruin all the name like the drug dealing all that stuff yeah i got it all right but there's another video i watched you know cops gun down the man uh, this guy and, uh, his girlfriend or his wife were up late playing video games and they're in an apartment complex. The person above them called the cops. It was like, they're being too loud. <clears throat> uh, can you come and stop them? <clears throat> and the cop was, or the responders, like, um, noise complaint. We don't come for that. Just go down, knock on their door and tell them to be quiet. He's like, unless you think there's domestic abuse going on and, He's like, well, if, if, if there's domestic, literally the, the the in the call, well, if there's domestic abuse going on when you guys come. And they're like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I hear him yelling at her. So they get now a domestic abuse comes out. The cops knock on this guy's door. It's like three o'clock in the morning. He's like, who the fuck's knocking my door? They have their flashlights up. The guy opened, opens up the door, answering with his sidearm that he legally owned because at three in the morning, who's banging my fucking door? with lights in his face and they see a gun and they just gun them down. Over just yeah. playing I think it was Mario Kart at late I throughout mean, the night with his wife girlfriend.
2: I I get it. I can get heated in Mario Kart.
0: Yeah and, well, you know, this and yeah, yeah, that's remember, the, Rainbow Road can fuck off. No oh, yeah fucked up.
1: But like that's that's the that's the road that that we're gonna be heading down. And here's the thing that we need to understand I, I said it moments
2: ago, but I'm going to reiterate it these people want to take your means of legally defending yourself and they're not going to do it themselves they're going to send the same people that they advocated for protests against mere months ago to do their dirty deeds that's what you need to understand folks is it is very much the cops are in the wrong. The cops are the bad guys. We will get you out of jail if you were protesting. We will post your bail money if you were protesting. And throwing Molotov cocktails, which, by the way, are an NFA regulated item, which carries the same penalty of having an SBR that's unregistered. We will pay bail for these people, get them back out on the streets because those are good Americans. Because they're fighting back against these racist, horrible cops. But then in the same breath, they will turn around and pit those cops, which they think, at least on the surface, are so horrible, right against you for breaking no laws.
0: Yeah. Oh, by the way, if you are in the United States military and you're on active duty right now, I feel sorry for you. I feel sorry for you. And and that's coming from uh, somebody who... Used to bleed that shit. Um, it's not a place to be if you're a if you're a free thinking individual. And that's why this team is is in the middle of quite the exodus to uh, <laughs> to ensure that all our members are uh, happy civilians. Because man, I just I had that epiphany that one day where I was just like, damn. Just, just getting sent to these shitty places to do things to these shitty people so that these folks can just get rich and you you end up just being a pawn, unfortunately, stuck in the middle there. And, uh, and the same thing pertains to our police right now and our federal agents. Like there's plenty of super cool dudes that I knew in the military who got out and they're federal agents now. They're great guys. And it pains me to see that being abused and just used to propagate uh, some people's fucked up agendas that aren't even grounded in fact or logic. It's pure emotion and ignorance. And is that something And I'm looking to our law enforcement officers who I know you're listening to this. Because I talk with you guys regularly and interact with you. Like, is that something you're willing to put your life on the line for?
2: I'm I'm on a, a speaking relationship a first name basis with my local sheriff. And he's extended his retirement date by a few years just because he's unsure of what local government's gonna do. He's going for reelection right now because he knows he's going to get back in because he's been a great sheriff and he wants to be there to make sure that stuff like weird no-knock raids on good people doesn't happen. Right. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's what's happening in the law enforcement community across the, across the nation, but...
0: No, because you have this brain drain. It's the same yeah. thing that's going on in 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 the regular military and special operations command, at police departments, federal agencies. Like, if you got half a brain, you're looking at the exit. So, who is that leaving behind? Snakes, the indoctrinated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Danger. And Anyhow,
2: I, I guess my last piece will be that you know I agree that this should die in Senate you know, the numbers say that it will, but I'm not putting money on it. I thought the same thing about red flag laws. I thought they would never pass, but the snakes do what the snakes do. Um, you know, once it passes the house, they're welcome to change a few words here or there or hell even change a good deal of the bill just to get it to pass the Senate since it already has the green light from the house. And I think that's such a jacked up way of doing things, but. Keep talking to your reps. Keep letting them know how you feel. Don't, <laughs> don't let this happen silently, and don't think that just because you give good money to you know, FPC or GOA, which that's definitely where you should be sending your money. Don't think that the money is going to do all you're talking. That money will help you in court. But it's not, it's not going to help you when a bill is
1: trying to get passed. Make sure your representatives know okay. how you feel. And then when you talk to your reps, don't be, you know, emotional. Actually bring up facts, stuff so we present in this podcast. Do your research like, hey, this many background checks were missed or this. Why wasn't this in there? Where were all these failures? Why wasn't any of this stuff talked about? To point out how fake the bill is. Maybe the rep doesn't even know. He just signed on. Yep, that's what my base wants. When you actually start bringing up issues, they're like yeah, this bill doesn't make sense, and why you own your stuff, it's my ability to tell you no. It's you guys show how important yeah. it is to not be emotional. And then my vote, to, like my vote rests on if you if you vote yes or no. My if you vote no, you got you got my vote. You vote yes for the bill, you know I'm not voting for you. That stuff changes their their decisions
0: yeah and that's unfortunate too, because there's a lot of other um a lot of other reasons that there should be to vote for people right but unfortunately, a lot of us gun owners are are left with the lesser two evils decision, and if that ultimately means that we gotta vote for people that may not hold our personal values. In place, but will allow us to possess the means to protect our our homes and our property and our families. Then, shit, man, security's number one. Just an unfortunate uh, set of circumstances and position that we've been put in, uh, despite being law-abiding citizens and and actual patriots. You know, it's. Uh, It's really too bad. It doesn't feel very good to see your friends die for a country that immediately turns its back on you and tries to make you a felon. Doesn't feel very good. Doesn't sit well. No, it's really too bad. Yep, sure is. But uh, hey guys, thank you so much for joining us. I know this one went a little long, but this is something that the team's passionate about and, and my team is very knowledgeable about as well. So hopefully you learned something. Um, if not, you know, factual, um, you know, cultural will do. <laughs> uh, it, it's super important for us as a community to remain as unified as possible. Um Just because somebody didn't serve in the military doesn't mean that they are not worthy of your respect just because somebody did serve in the military or their police or federal agent or security officer doesn't mean that they are necessarily worthy of your respect either. But regardless, still show it, make them prove you different and just be good to the people around you. Be a source of information. There's no reason to get argumentative and fully polarize and then go ahead and further polarize somebody else because you're too aggressive in your sentiment right you can be passionate about something and still be articulate so keep that in mind that's, that's really important as we, we break that wall of ignorance right um ultimately it, it's troubling guys it's it's really troubling uh what we're seeing on the horizon so the, the sentiment that these guys presented this evening and asking you to engage your, your representation uh, politically may seem like extra work or it may seem annoying. Or you may be like, Oh, they're not going to listen to me, but you know, a member on this team reached out to a local rep and already got a response from them trying to justify their position, which was entertaining because it, it literally stated, um, you know, we are – I would summarize it in the following sentence.
1: Yeah, it, it, I, have, I have the letter right here because I'm, I'm going to respond back to him.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah.
1: I'm, and that's – he He took the tie, even though it's a probably a blanket format. But it I'm going to respond back and, hey, point out their ignorance in what they sent you.
0: Mm-hmm. And then yeah. they're
1: still probably going to say, fuck off. Right. You're getting your point. But you're trying Yeah, but if enough people do it, especially we're all in the same area or whatnot, you'd be surprised.
0: Yep. Yeah, you you present them with an opportunity to learn. Um, But but my one-sentence summary of that, and here's the issue at hand, is that these people are literally saying how they're going to limit your rights and then also say how they're not limiting your rights. And for people to sit there and stand by the whole well-regulated militia blurb, as somehow an invalidation of Americans' ability to own firearms, uh, it's just ridiculous. I
2: mean, if I if I may, real quick, uh, yeah, I gotta pull it up. Do. I, don't, I don't I don't have it on me, but the. Like the subtitle of this bill, right? (laughs) The short title is the Assault Weapons Ban of 2022. It was originally the Assault Weapons Ban of 2021. But the official title as introduced is to regulate assault weapons to ensure that the right to keep and bear arms is not unlimited and for other purposes. That's the official title to ensure that the keep or to, the right to keep and bear arms is not unlimited. Whereas in the original text, folks, it very clearly says, <laughs> shall, not, shall be not be infringed. <laughs> <It's>,
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, this is
2: what yeah. we call um, <clears throat> is a word for it. Unconstitutional. That's that's what this is.
0: That's right. Exactly, and at the end of the day, a lot of you guys swore an oath. Don't forget it. But uh, in the meantime, just keep riding that wave, guys. Keep being good people. Keep educating your friends and, and neighbors and folks and family. And, uh, yeah, it'll be okay. It'll work itself out one way or another. So thank you so much for joining uh, us.
2: Yeti,
1: what is it you say? It'll all buff out? Buff out. It always buffs out. But if you've seen a shitty buff job from a private on a detail, buffed <laughs> out, but sometimes it's not the best buff.
0: Yeah, but exactly.
1: My, my last words are, hey, guys, uh, might as already said it, it'll get better, but don't forget to check out our supporters, Mission First Tactical, Locks & Company, where you use Pat 5, get a nice discount. And also check out F5 Manufacturing. They make great products. Um, looking out to... Uh, put some of their uh, attachments on the firearms and get some more testing then.
0: Yeah, that's right. we got a link tree going on our Instagram page. Um, definitely check that out. We're going to continue to populate that as we uh, gain some traction with some different affiliate programs and different companies that we're working with as well. Um, so just, just keep an eye on that. Follow us on Instagram too. You know, we've been cocked for about two, two and a half years now at the same follower count. Uh, it's not by accident. So uh, help us break that. And uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. And special thanks to my team for sitting here and, and taking over two hours out of their busy lives to have an opportunity to educate you guys. And thank you so much for your support. Have a good night or morning. Rest your day.